Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Wednesday, July the 7th, and the nine-game featured slate we have on DraftKings that gets going past 7 p.m., it's a little up in the air as to whether that will be a nine-game slate or an eight-game slate. We will talk about it in just a second, but before we do that, let's talk some prize picks. As you guys know, you can head on over to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code MMNMLB and have your first deposit matched up to $100. Okay, here's who I like on prize picks for Wednesday. These are both afternoon games, so early submission here would be the key. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Brian Reynolds going up against Drew Smiley. Now, I know Smiley has been a little bit better the past couple of weeks. His past four starts have actually been really good. Still, for the season as a whole, Drew Smiley has an expected ERA above five, and I think it's sort of important to note that of those four starts, two were against Miami, one was against St. Louis, who has not been able to hit anyone for the better part of six weeks, so might be a little bit of matchup-based magic for Drew Smiley. Let's see how he does. Not that the Pirates are great by any means, but let's see how he does specifically against the middle of this Pirates order, which has hit left-handed pitching really well so far this season, in particular Brian Reynolds. His fantasy point prop is just six on Wednesday. I think he easily clears that number. This is someone who has an OPS above 1,000 against left-handed pitching. He's actually hitting 352 with a 173 WRC plus in 99 plate appearances within the split. So Drew Smiley is not someone I would consider like an upper-tier left-handed pitcher. He is mid-to-bottom at best. So I think Brian Reynolds can certainly take advantage here. He only really needs one good plate appearance to get over this number, and I think he will do that. So Brian Reynolds over six fantasy points. The other guy I like to go over their fantasy point prop on Wednesday afternoon is someone who got Tuesday night off. That is Jesse Winker, who I would expect, unless the Reds are withholding some information from us, that Jesse Winker will be back in the lineup on Wednesday, going up against Brady Singer and the Kansas City Royals. Singer has been a mess since the beginning of May. He actually had a pretty nice start to the season, a couple nice starts in April to get things going. But since the beginning of May, the numbers have fallen off a cliff. He has a 5.43 ERA in that span of time. He's also allowed opponents to hit to a 357 Woba in that span of time. So, Really, no one's had a lot of issue with Brady Singer, and especially left-handed bats. Uh, Lefties have hit better than righties off of Singer, and a big part of that is launch angle. Singer's been able to mostly keep right-handed bats on the ground. That has not been the case with left-handed bats. They really are able to get that precise launch angle that you want. And I think Winker, who comes into Tuesday's slate, 92nd percentile or better in expected batting average, expected slugging, expected WOBA, 
I think he'll be able to put together some nice at-bats against Brady Singer. I think he goes over his fantasy point prop on prize picks of 7.5. So, that is over 7.5 with Jesse Winker, over 6 with Brian Reynolds. Let's get to Wednesday night's slate. This is going to be a little complicated to talk about. So, essentially what happened is, despite Steve Cohen's protests or predictions on Twitter... Mets Brewers got rained out on Tuesday. It is now going to be played as part of a afternoon evening split double header with a game going at 2 p.m. and a game going at 7 p.m. Generally, but not always, DraftKings will then take that seven inning game off of the main slate. So that would be very important because as things stood, I don't know, three hours ago at 7 p.m. on Tuesday night, Corbin Burns was going to start this game for Milwaukee, and Corbin Burns was the most expensive pitcher on the slate at $10,500. Now it's unclear whether or not, A, if Corbin Burns is going to pitch the 2 p.m. game or the 7 p.m. game, or B, whether or not any of this matters at all. So I'm going to be working under the impression that This game will no longer be on the evening slate, on that, well, probably eight-game featured slate that gets going at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. I will say I liked Zach Wheeler more anyway, so maybe it doesn't matter all that much, although now you're probably going to find yourself in a situation where Zach Wheeler is going to be incredibly popular, justifiably so. This guy has been absolutely insane going back towards the end of May. In fact, his last eight starts, he is rocking a 1.52 ERA, a 1.94 FIP, and a 35.1% strikeout rate. Just for the sake of comparison, might not matter anymore, but Corbin Burns, who was the king of the strikeout in the early parts of this season, his past seven starts, he's only got a 30.8% strikeout rate. So Wheeler's just been the better pitcher. He was $200 cheaper. He is now probably going to be the most expensive pitcher on the board, but he's really not even that expensive at $10,300 considering the level of production you have gotten from him in his recent starts. Chicago, I mean, what's left to even say about the Cubs? Uh, They are in the midst currently, as I am filming this, of losing their 11th consecutive game. They strike out all the time. Coming into Tuesday had a 30% strikeout rate as a team the past 30 days. That was not just the highest mark in baseball, but the highest mark in baseball by a considerable margin. This team strikes out a ton. So this is a fantastic matchup for any pitcher, but especially one the caliber of Zach Wheeler. So he's going to be popular, especially if Corbin Burns is not there to sort of take away some of that ownership. But I do think he's the best pitcher on the slate and the number one option. So cash games in particular, you're going to want to start your lineups with Zach Wheeler. Uh, Let's talk about someone who might be a little bit more contentious. Uh, You say Kikuchi, $9,300. Pretty expensive for Kikuchi, but that's sort of a product of this slate. Uh, Unfortunately, the the pitching quality is not getting any better if we are losing that Brewers-Mets game. But... We're in a situation where there's not a ton of viable pitching options below $8,000. So Kikuchi almost becomes viable just out of sheer necessity. But that's kind of underselling how good Kikuchi has been 
recently. Uh, you go across his last seven starts, a 1.87 ERA. Opponents have just a 252 WOBA in that span of time. And the biggest reason for that, uh, sort of going back to what we were just talking about, um, you know, with Brady Singer, but the opposite, uh, launch angle. I mean, Kikuchi's mastery of launch angle, opponent launch angle, is really something to behold. In that seven-start span, he's got a 59.5% ground ball rate. He's only given up seven barreled baseballs in his last 111 batted ball events. That's just 6.3%. And it's not like the competition hasn't been stout. His last two starts have come against the White Sox and the Blue Jays, arguably two of the top three teams in baseball in terms of raw offense and also, really, when you break it down, uh, against left-handed pitching. I mean, the Jays haven't been amazing against lefties, but the sheer amount of right-handed bats they have in that lineup, um, it's a really tough matchup for a lefty, and he was masterful in that start on July 1st against the Jays. He was great against the White Sox the start before that. Uh, he's actually now recorded at least 23 DraftKings points in each of his past four starts, which obviously means more when he's coming in around $7,000 or $8,000. Uh, 23 DraftKings points is not amazing when you're 9300 But on a slate like this, he's someone to trust. He's someone who's been pitching well, and maybe he goes slightly overlooked because of the matchup. Yes, the Yankees are not a fun matchup. They are not the ideal matchup. Uh, but Kikuchi's just been pitching so well that I think he is going to be viable. Uh, though the Yankees' early season struggles, I mean, I know they're still struggling in general, but a lot of that is pitching-based. Uh, they've actually got a 117 WRC plus last across 30 days, across the last 30 days in English. Um, so they're good again, offensively. They can hit Luke Voigt's back. It's not an easy lineup to navigate, but Kikuchi's been pitching really, really well. So obviously I don't like him as much as Zach Wheeler, but I do think he is someone who you have to at least consider on Wednesday's slate. And, you know, speaking of sheer desperation and someone you have to consider, let's talk about Humberto Castellanos, who is the bare minimum. He has $4,000 on Wednesday's slate. There is a good reason for that. We have no idea what sort of pitch count we are working with when it comes to Castellanos. He has appeared only as a reliever, at the major league level so far in 2021. Although I will say he has pitched well in those opportunities, 11.2 innings as a reliever. He's got a 3.25 expected ERA. The thing to note here is Castellanos was working as a starter at AAA Reno, and he was able to throw four innings in his last outing at AAA back on June 25th. So even though he's had a major league appearance since then, you would think that he's at least got 70, 75 pitches in that arm. Can he get five innings? Maybe. I mean, right now, with the quality of pitching on this slate, the chances of that and the low bar he has to clear to reach 3x value, I think you have to at least take an honest, earnest look at Castellanos and ask yourself, how bad could this go? He's facing the Rockies, and I think that's really the crucial part here. The Rockies are embarrassing when you get them away from Coors Field. 100 isolated power, 57 WRC+, both easily the worst marks in all of baseball. This team can't hit when they're not at altitude. So, conceivably, 
anyone should be viable going up against this team. And that's kind of the box that Castellanos checks. He has a pulse. He's pitching against the Rockies, not in Colorado. I don't know. You, you look at some of the other options down here, like Matt Harvey, Hess. I mean, maybe we'll get three innings from David Price in a bulk role. Like, if you're looking to save money, this is the guy to take the risk with. And I'm not saying get, like, 70% exposure to Castellanos, but if you want to seriously grab 20 to 30% exposure, I think there's a pretty good chance he can bring back somewhere between 12 and 15 DraftKings points. And while that doesn't seem amazing by any stretch of the imagination, it's enough at this price point, and it gives you some money to work with to get some bats in, especially if you're going to be paying up for Zach Wheeler, which I probably think you should be doing at $10,300. So, again, not the best pitching slate we've ever broken down on these videos, but I think there are some ways to get creative and maybe save some money, even if you might have to close your eyes. I wouldn't suggest watching Castellanos pitch. Let's just say that. I'd be checking my phone, checking the box score. Uh, seems a little bit less, less strenuous on the mind that way. Okay, let's talk about my favorite stack for Wednesday's slate, and that would be the San Francisco Giants who were going up against the St. Louis Cardinals and Johan, Johan Oviedo. Uh, Oviedo, couple nice outings to begin his 2021 season, but he's fallen off a cliff since that point. 5.56 expected ERA so far this season for the rookie. Left-handed batters in particular have done the most damage. 297 average, a 393 OBP within the split. He also has a 398 Woba when pitching on the road, and this game is in San Francisco. The great thing about the Giants, especially when you're coming up coming up against a pitcher like Oviedo, who has such clear, um, I mean, not reverse, like normal splits. Like he's a right-handed pitcher, he struggles against left-handed batters. When the predominant split like that is so obvious, the Giants have a bunch of left-handed bats, not only that they can throw at a guy like this, but that they tend to place near the top of their order, so they really do carry a lot of value. Now, some of these guys are expensive. You've got Brandon Crawford, who's $5,200. He deserves to be that expensive. He has been on absolute fire since the beginning of May. You've got Mike Yastrzemski, who's $5,000, another guy who just has consistently hit, specifically right-handed pitching, throughout the entirety of 2021. But then you've got some obvious value plays, some serious value, too. Lamont Wade is just $3,400. He is going to bat leadoff against the right-handed pitcher on Wednesday. He's got a 155 WRC plus against right-handed pitching so far this season. Steven Duggar, he might be like sixth or seventh, so not fantastic. He's $3,500, though. He's got a 142 WRC plus against right-handed pitching so far this season. And then someone like Alex Dickerson, whose price point is really kind of strange. He's $2,800. Hasn't been incredible so far this season, but reliably has been a platoon bat for the Giants for a couple years now. And he's got a 203 isolated power against right-handed pitching. It just wouldn't shock me if Dickerson did some damage in this spot. He tends to also hit cleanup when the Giants are facing a right-handed pitcher. So you can get basically the one, two, four, five hitters in this lineup not all of them are cheap. Again, a couple guys over $5,000, but Lamont Wade and Alex Dickerson in particular at $3,400 and $2,800 respectively, those are really nice price points for two bats in a great matchup, a great opposite hand matchup. So again, the Giants, really good stacking opportunity on Wednesday's slate. 
Let us get out of here by talking about a couple of best bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to go back to Zach Wheeler. At this point, you're almost dumb if you're not trying to just bet against the Cubs. I mean, I guess there's the perception that if you hop on late and and you bet them and it's it's finally the, the day they win, you feel a little bummed, but I don't think this is the day that the Cubs break their losing streak. Again, 11-game losing streak coming into play on Wednesday. They're going up against arguably the best non-Jacob deGrom pitcher in all of baseball in Zach Wheeler, and the Phillies are only minus 150 on the money line. That seems really low. I was expecting minus 190, maybe even minus 200, considering the state of the Cubs right now. I understand the Phillies have not been good in general on the road. However, they're 8-3 and three in Zach Wheeler's last 11 starts because Zach Wheeler is really, really good. So Alec Mills, nothing special there with Alec Mills. I just think the Phillies are the superior team. I think the Cubs are free-falling. And Zach Wheeler is, is really, this is a Zach Wheeler bet. Zach Wheeler's just dominant, and I don't think the Cubs are going to be the team that knock him off the pedestal he is currently on. The other bet I like, this is an afternoon bet, we've got the Tigers going up against the Rangers. This has been a relatively high-scoring series because these teams don't really have great pitchers, except Texas has Kyle Gibson, and Kyle Gibson has taken the mound on Wednesday for the Rangers. I like the Tigers under on their team total. It's set at 3.5 under the three and a half at minus 106. Just like that was a Zach Wheeler bet, this is a Kyle Gibson bet. Gibson has allowed two earned runs or less in 14 of his last 15 starts. In 49.2 innings pitched in Texas, Kyle Gibson has allowed six earned runs so far this season. That is a 1.09 ERA. That translates to a 232 opponent Woba when teams are visiting the Rangers. He's just been so good. And while the Tigers' offense has definitely been better the last 30 days, like considerably better the last 30 days, I think Kyle Gibson can dominate this lineup. There's a lot of holes and a lot of swings for these young Tigers. I think Gibson can really have a nice start here. So I like the Tigers to score fewer then three and a half runs at minus 106. Philadelphia money line at minus 150. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary Thorne, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. 